0: What is up, brothers and sisters? Welcome to the Mitch Gray Show. I'm so pumped because today we're doing our first live streaming on Facebook. Um, I tell you every episode to make sure you follow us on social media, M Gray Media. That's M G R A Y Media. Um, especially now that we're live streaming our podcast, you can follow me on Facebook, M Gray Media, and you'll get to watch us live. Um, I'll be doing my individual episodes this way, as you can tell right now if you're watching us. I'll be doing our guest episodes this way as well. Follow us on YouTube. Uh, My channel is just Mitch Gray, M-I-T-C-H-G-R-A-Y on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe there uh, because we'll be posting all of our podcasts there as well. And subscribe to the show. I mean, you're watching it now, live streaming. Maybe you're watching it on YouTube because some friend was like, hey, go check out this guy. He says all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, follow that as well. Um, Subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to a podcast. Um, what else? Make sure you go buy a copy of the new book, The Gathering Place. You will be inspired, I promise. We've got some really cool stuff upcoming, um, so make sure you keep keep uh, up to date with everything we are doing. So, as I promised you a few weeks ago, I'm going to do everything I can to inspire you, to encourage you um, in regard to deeper living and just really filling out your days and your years ...with stuff that matters, whether it's laughter or joy or focus or fulfilling your passion. So we began that last week with my friend Miguel from, uh, from mu- uh, Middle Theory Music. Make sure you go follow him. And today, if you're watching this, you can see that I have someone... I think when you rewatch this, you're actually to my left. Last week, I said my right. So <laughs> to my right, I have uh, an awesome uh, lady sitting next to me virtually... God, this uh, crazy miracle of technology is amazing. So anyway, friends, I want you to welcome and uh, be excited for my dear friend, Kylie Johnson. Kylie, welcome. welcome. Thank you,
1: Mitch. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yes. And uh, yeah, the miracle of technology is amazing because uh, we've never met in person, but we've talked quite a bit and you were sitting somewhere far away from me. And uh, <laughs> we're going to have this conversation and inspire people. I hope so. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's crazy. <laughs> so I don't really understand how all this works, but it does. And so we're going to capitalize mm. on it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so for all of our friends listening or watching, uh, this is again Kylie Johnson. You can follow her on social media at Kylie Johnson. That's K-I-L-E-E j-o-h-n-s-o-n um i did write a note down so i wouldn't totally misspell that um you know so i can get it right follow her on social media check her out check her website out kyliejohnson.com kylie is a digital branding uh guru graphic design guru i've actually had her do some work for me that you'll see rolling out in the next uh, month or so she's very good at what she does what i really enjoy about kylie is her um spiritual development and personal growth side um She's not only a teacher, but a student. And friends, let me tell you, if you're ever learning from someone and they're no longer a student, then stop learning from them. Like teachers should also be students. And that's what Kylie is. So. um, So, yeah, thanks again for being on. Let's start this way. How about it? Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Kind of. Let's not get into the awesome stuff yet. Let's just find out who Kylie is. So Yeah. Tell us about who you are. Maybe where you grew up, which I'm, you know, you're originally from a place that I love dearly, I think.
1: And so I'm going to be jealous
0: listening to that. But yeah, just introduce yourself to our audience.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on here today, Mitch. I'm excited just to share with you and converse. So I grew up in a small town in in Oregon. I grew up in Astoria and then Seaside, Oregon. And it was very coastal, very small, and it gave me a great natural, like just full of nature. I grew up surrounded by nature, and I'm a big lover of nature. Okay, I'm just going
0: to stop you there because I'm just totally jealous, and uh, (laughs) Oregon is my favorite state. No, just kidding. Go on. I love Oregon. I still have (laughs) dear friends in Oregon. Yeah. So, yes, continue, please.
1: Yeah. So I grew up in Oregon, but with all that lush greenery, it means there's a lot of rain. Where I grew up on the coast, there were many gray days. So as soon as I graduated from the University of Oregon, I moved to Hawaii, where my boyfriend at the time was. And I lived on Hawaii, the island of Maui, for about three years. And I think that's where I initially got spoiled by year-round sunshine Yes. and palm trees. I love living where there's palm trees. So, uh, the recession hit and uh, we ended up moving back to Oregon due to lack of work opportunities. And that's when I was in Portland. Much of my family is in Portland, so I'm I'm excited. On Saturday, I'm going to fly back to Portland and stay with my family for the week. So I was in Portland, moved over to central Oregon. Uh, a town called Bend, Mm -hmm. which has my heart. I love Bend. It is just a beautiful, amazing place. I love so much. But a few years ago, I started to realize I had this like, kind of seasonal affectedness disorder where I was just like really down in the winter. And I'm like a really light, positive person. (laughs) So to be feeling, to be feeling all that like winter grayness, I was like, you know what, I need to come up with a plan. I want to be a young snowbird. And the way that it worked out was that I ended up going to Scottsdale last year for about nine months. And Scottsdale is amazing and sunny, and I loved all the hiking I could do out there. Um, and then I went back to Bend for the summertime, and now I'm in Palm Desert, California, which I absolutely love. I have some family and friends here, and I get to do a lot of hiking. And as long as I have Wi-Fi, I can work off of my laptop doing all of my design client stuff and that led me here
0: so awesome that you know oregon to hawaii to oregon Mm -hmm. to scottsdale arizona which by the way old town scottsdale is so fun yes i would have a hard time living in scottsdale tucson phoenix because i i can't do that that's a lot of heat like it is. Like, my theory is I can bundle up enough to deal with the cold. I can't get naked enough <laughs> to get away from all the heat. Like, that's just <laughs> – we were on tour two summers ago, and it was Las Vegas mm-hmm. and Phoenix, and, oh, my gosh, it was in August, and mm-hmm. we, we literally had that's to can- we had to cancel a sh- one show on that tour because the night before, um, we had played a three-hour show outdoors um, in, in Las Vegas in August, and um, – <sighs> And, we, and yeah three three of my band guys got like heat sickness. I mean like it, it was yeah it was so I'm, I'm all eh well yeah maybe in October. Um, but anyway yeah that's an amazing you have seen some really cool uh, places. <laughs> uh, yeah you- uh,
1: I did I did leave one little section out. I was lucky enough to be up in Alaska for two summers. So,
0: it's just, getting that, worse. I,
1: it's just getting worse. I'm very fortunate, and yeah. I am so grateful. I've been able to see such beautiful sights.
0: Awesome, that is awesome. So, one thing mm-hmm. I love um, about having you on, and then last week we had Miguel on, and in January I've already got two guests booked. And what's crazy is I'm subconsciously booking all these entrepreneurs. <laughs> and when I set out to make my – like I have my, my guest list of people that I'm pretty sure I can get booked, and then I have my guest list of people that I'm like, okay, in my dream world, I would book these people. But what's crazy mm-hmm. is I started looking at them the other day, and yeah, like subconsciously, all of these people are total entrepreneurs. So you alluded to that. Like that is the most entrepreneurial thing someone can say in this century. If I have Wi-Fi – I can do my work, <laughs> right? Like, like 20 years ago, yeah. that wasn't the kicker. So tell us a little bit about why, you know, you obviously went to went to school, you're obviously educated. What led you into being an entrepreneur? What led you into working for yourself?
1: Well, I would say from a young age, I watched my dad own his own business. He had a sporting goods store in Astoria growing up. So I went to work when I was like five years old. <laughs> I was there helping him at work and then that became a way of making money when I was younger was going to the store and helping him at the store so I don't know really what makes us a certain way but ever since I was a young age I knew that I would have my own business and I knew that I was here to change the world for the better it's just been like ingrained in my soul from a young age. So I knew that I needed to have different jobs and I needed to go into corporate and to really hone my professionalism and my skills and get that experience. But ultimately the goal was always to have my own business because I like freedom. I like flexibility and I love to work. It's like one of those things that makes me excited. So it just... I don't know. It just always made sense that eventually I would be on my own. Oh, and I'm a real people person. (laughs) And I have found that my desire lends more to having clients whom I really respect and get along well with. And like I'll figure out a way to do whatever I can do to help the clients. But the clients that I work with, for me, choosing and selecting and honing those clients is more important than the actual type of work that I'm doing.
0: Yes, I love that. That is almost the essence of the entrepreneurial spirit, right? And the other thing I've found about us as entrepreneurs is most of the time, this is a total blanket statement, but most of the time we're all not very good employees. From the standpoint of we're independent and we ask a lot of questions and we're problem solvers, and even though we're hard workers – Like I've been in situations before where I've worked for people, and they don't want you to ask questions, and they don't want you to problem solve, and they don't want you to try and figure things out because you're their employee, right? And you're just like there to do the job they've given you. And that's what I mean. I always tell people, I'm like, most of the time, entrepreneurs, they're not very systematic employees, I guess is the way I should say it, because we are the people that if we get our work done by 11 o'clock, we're like, we're going to go on a hike, or we're going to go run some errands, or we're going to do something, and... I've learned the hard way that bosses don't like that. Um, They they tend to want you to be there. And so, uh, yeah, so it's really interesting, that entrepreneurial spirit. I have a similar upbringing from the standpoint of um, my dad was a school teacher and a farmer. And so after (laughs) school, he would go to the farm. And so much like what you mentioned, I remember being six, seven years old. And once we got out of school, guess where we went? To the farm and got to work. Farm, yeah. I wouldn't (laughs) trade it. That was a great upbringing. Um, So let's talk a little bit more about your business before we move to the uh, kind of the meat of the matter. I'll call it. Um, What? How did you get into kind of the digital branding, the graphic design? But I wouldn't even really call you a graphic designer. I think you offer more than what people would call um, graphic design work. How did you step into all of that? Did you go to school for it or?
1: Yeah. So when I was about 14 or 15 years old, I started to really take note of different brands, specifically Starbucks. Ah. And it was very interesting to me that every Starbucks that I went into had a similar color palette, similar layout. All of their branding was consistent. Um, Even if they released different coffees, it all was within a certain theme. I'm a very visual person. And so At that young age, oh, and I've always been really creative, very artistic. I've always been a little bit of an artist. So when I was in high school, I was also super academic, like super geeky academic. And I realized, I'm like, okay, well, if I become an artist, you don't necessarily have a guaranteed paycheck. But if I can become a graphic designer and someone who focuses on branding, there's always going to be businesses who have need for for advertisements and for design. So from about 15 years old, I knew I wanted to be a graphic designer. And then when I went to college, that's what I studied. Um, I studied graphic design and digital arts. And it wasn't until I got sidetracked on my career. I was working at a hospital for a while. And I realized I was in a bit of a dead end career path. Right. By working there, I would either need to go back to school. And then I was like, well, I should probably get back into the whole design advertising world. And that's where I really realized that if we want to be successful with marketing and advertising, we need to focus on the
0: digital sphere. Yes. So how long ago would that have been? Uh,
1: maybe four years. Four or five years, four ago. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's really mm-hmm. been interesting, the, um, the shift that has happened digitally, even in the last decade. Yeah. It's almost like yeah, and I'm still kind of old school. I still like to use pen and paper and write stuff down. And I have no – I think we've joked yeah. about that. I have notebooks everywhere. Notebooks. And yeah, and I'm just – I'm like <laughs> that guy. And But what's interesting is um, you know, that they've actually shown um, psychologically that when you physically write things down, it triggers things in your brain that typing on a keyboard or a phone screen does not. But this whole shift digitally has really been interesting because, I mean, gosh, I mean, you know, 90 to 95 percent of everything we see almost in the 3D world is like digital. And so that's kind of interesting for you to think, Okay, if I'm going to do something with this, it has to be in the digital realm or.
1: Also, from a graphic designer standpoint, I love creating digital designs. Because you don't have to deal with the freaking printing problems. There are so many times where I think a document is perfect, ready to go, and then it gets to the printer and there's an issue it happened just a few weeks ago where there was this magic black line that just appeared in this document that was being printed. And I could not for the life of me figure out how to get rid of this black line. <laughs>
0: right. Oh, so yes. frustrating. I yes. hate printing. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> it still has its place. It still has its place, but it is very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so th- there is something that we haven't touched on yet that I kind of want to shift into. And I mentioned it um, in your introduction, You're also Mm -hmm. this really interesting uh, kind of spiritual um, coach and into spiritual development and personal growth. I always find it interesting, and I'm like this with myself. It's like we have these passions and curiosities in life, and from the outset, Mm -hmm. they don't relate whatsoever, right? Like Mm -hmm. spiritual coach, spiritual teacher, graphic designer. Like from the outside, you're going, that is no relation. What I find interesting is as a creative, everything is connected, and oftentimes in more ways than we realize. So here's Kylie, this uh, graphic designer, digital brander. What happened to shift you? Because if people follow you on Instagram, what they're really going to see a lot of is the spiritual teaching, um, the personal growth type things. When did that shift happen? Did it? Was it a certain experience? Was it something you've always felt? felt like what happened to start moving you into this idea of inspiring people um, at the spiritual element
1: uh, that's great that you recognize that because it is it's such a big part of who I am and what I'm about so I'm 33 years old and I would say about ten years ago so post college living on Maui like I always joke about how I was living in paradise but my mind at the time was this really dark just sad place. And it was because I just didn't have community and friends there. I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin. I was bulimic at the time. It was like, I didn't understand how to process these, these, these feelings that I was having. And so it was a really dark time in, in my life. So what happened was over time it was like one thing led to another led to another. So one of the first things that I did is I hired a personal trainer who helped me get into stand up paddleboarding. And there was this little bit yes it was yes. like a big it was a big moment. There was this this confidence that I gained in stand up paddleboarding. It had nothing to do with what I looked like or where my career was at, but I just felt good about myself because I could take my board out by myself and I could do it on my own. And it was like that little tipping point to which led to the next thing led to the next. So I went through two different periods of unemployment in my career so far and each lasted almost a year. Oh, wow. I don't have, yeah, they were like long periods of, of, of unemployment and the amount of, sadness and just how bad I felt about myself I didn't understand I'm a talented hard-working individual why wasn't I being hired this is like recession post-recession time it like stung <laughs> in my soul so I would say the the unemployment was really the beginning of my spiritual journey because I was like okay, if I hurt this much and I feel this bad about myself and it's not getting better, no one's hiring me, then obviously there's some work that needs to be done.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, um, gosh, it had to have been, I guess seven or eight years ago, I went through a very similar phase and and I, I literally went over a year and couldn't find work. And it is, it's that feeling of, you know you're a talented person you know you're a hard worker and you've had success in the past i mean that was definitely my experience i had great success in the past and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you go through that time where you're either overqualified you know because you're like at one point you're like i just need income like i just want to do something right (laughs) and people tell you're overqualified or you're not qualified in that area enough or whatever and you do you you it, it literally starts crushing everything you are and that self-doubt mm-hmm. and that idealism and self-projection, it just starts shifting who you are. And I would say that most of the people that go through a season of unemployment come out of that season a very different person. Um, mm-hmm. For some people, it turns into a motivator and like a, a, a trampoline to move to a different uh, depth of living. And for some, it leads to a very negative pattern of living. You know, it's kind of like there's all these watershed moments in life, right? Where you have to decide, who am I going to be when I get through this moment? Yeah. And all of us have those moments. And it's almost like, you know, you you can't really prepare for that decision, but you kind of have to be ready for that decision because it comes at some point in life. Okay, so that season led you to digging into the spiritual, personal, inward self. Is that where I'm? what I'm getting?
1: Yeah, and then I had well, this whole spiritual, personal development phase. I ended up getting hired at the local hospital, which was awesome. And we had these health screenings that took place really early in the morning. So all of a sudden, I went from a pretty healthy, unemployed regime, you know, (laughs) working out, cooking, time in nature, all of that, to all of a sudden working these really long hours at really early times in the day. And just, I completely wiped my system out. So I ended up getting really sick I had a host of different issues going on. I had candida. I had parasites. I had small intestinal bacteria disorder. I found out I had MTHFR. I mean, I had all this like digestive gunk going on. Right. So I go to the doctor and luckily I found an amazing functional medicine doctor and they put me on this detox, this cleanse. So all of a sudden, as a comfort eater, I can't turn to my gluten-free cookies. I can't turn to my red wine, to my chocolate, to my gluten-free pasta. Like all of these carb, starch, sugar-rich foods that I was used to eating, especially if I didn't feel good, especially if I was upset about something. So I went on this cleanse, and I completely took away any comfort food. Well, at the time I was about to be married, I was engaged to my high school sweetheart. And all of a sudden, my intuition, because I couldn't turn to the red wine or the cookies, my intuition started speaking to me saying like, hey, I think maybe you have a different path that you're meant to go on. Like, I don't think that you're meant to marry this person. And that was like one of the hardest realizations to even explore to leave that person I had been with for 10 years and to start out on my own as an adult. And whew, those were some very, very hard inner conversations (laughs) that I had to have. So it was through this journey of helping my health, regain, regaining my health, and then also separating from someone that I I wasn't meant to be with long-term to start on my own that was like a definite turning point. And now that I look back on it, it's funny because that was like 2012 to 2013, which is when so many people were experiencing their own similar uh, experiences.
0: Yeah, that's a watershed (laughs) moment, right? (laughs)
1: oh my gosh and then everything just like accelerated like once I once I got through that threshold like the overcoming the health stuff took about two years to work through Um, but once I separated and I was on my own and my health was on its way all of a sudden I was like
0: I have a lot to learn
1: like I have a lot of spiritual development I have to do yeah
0: yeah it's kind of interesting I've I found that, and this isn't all the time. There, there are certainly sicknesses and diseases that um, are either in our DNA or uncontrollable, et cetera. But I found that I would, I would say often, maybe even the majority of the time, that sickness and disease is actually a manifestation of a deeper issue.
1: A hundred percent. It's an emotional issue.
0: Yeah, and, and and I might even add a spiritual issue, like like at the depths of our being, especially when it's stress-related, um, and, and, and part of the work that I do locally, we deal a lot with healthy eating and physical activity, and people, I think people would be amazed how much sickness is related to healthy eating, physical activity, and stress, which when you get to the root of those issues, what you're really dealing with is the belief in self, Mm -hmm. And I always find that very intriguing that oftentimes when you look at patterns in life, a sickness or an ailment is directly tied to some situation or something that we've put ourselves in that, as you discovered, we're not really meant to be in. Now, it may have served a purpose. I think everything does serve a purpose. But yeah, I just and I think if we would look at our health from the standpoint of, making sure we're spiritually and emotionally and mentally healthy. And then the cards kind of fall into place. And it just seems odd to me that we forget spiritual, emotional, and mental health. Like, like those are the three things that we forget most of all. And those are probably the most important elements to who we are as spiritual beings, <laughs> you know? Um
1: I would definitely say that overcoming bulimia has been one of the biggest like achievements in my life because it was just this thing that just ate at me and it was like awful. And I felt like such a failure, but I didn't like do anything specific for it. It wasn't until I really focused on my spiritual, emotional, like taking care of that part of me in which the, um, the sickness, it, evaporated but it wasn't until I started taking care of my own soul I started really just honoring myself as the divine being that I am it wasn't until that happened that I didn't feel the need to eat those foods and then to make myself grow up I just I just was taking care of myself
0: the sickness evaporated I love that right mm-hmm. it's like It's like once we start figuring out that path to real health, the things that we don't need to be a part of kind of start melting away. Mm -hmm. But when we focus on, you know, what we're supposed to fix – Which, first of all, I think the Mm -hmm. idea of fixing ourselves is a very unhealthy idea. Um, I told a guy the other day, I'm like, you're not broken. Like, you're focusing on trying to do something that doesn't exist. And he was like, I've never thought of it that way. And I'm like, that's the mistake we make. Right? We Mm -hmm. look at ourselves as broken beings to be fixed instead of just saying, I'm going to be the healthiest and best me. And then mm-hmm. the stuff that we don't need or the unhealthy stuff kind of starts melting away. That's beautiful. The sickness evaporated. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. And
1: for for a while, like I got into this gluten free kit because I'm gluten intolerant and I thought, oh, I should be like this nutritionist. I should teach people how to eat. But once I started to really understand health on more of that metaphysical level, I started to realize like it's not my position to tell anyone what to eat, mm-hmm. it's my position to encourage people to get in touch with their soul so they can discover for themselves what their version of health and healthy diet looks like.
0: Yeah, we call that facilitation, right? Um, the word mm-hmm. facilitate comes from the Latin uh, facil, which means to make the way clear or to make the path clear. And that's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing. Right. Instead of instructing people, instead of instructing people what to do, it's like we're just going to support you and encourage you. And uh, people are smart. (laughs) I think we're much smarter than we give ourselves credit for, you know, Um,
1: Yeah. our bodies, our bodies have so much of the answers. They lie within us.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I have a friend that says the universe is within you.
1: Mm-hmm. and that
0: is it's a beautiful hat the universe is within you everything you need is already awaiting it's just a matter of discovering that so again if people follow you on instagram at kylie johnson what they're gonna see are these uh most nightly lives <laughs> like most <of> the time. <laughs> i'm gonna
1: be trans i'm gonna be transitioning out of them because it's getting to be too much for my schedule to do them each night but i I wanted to come on to Instagram and do these lives because I just wanted to start this little community where we could show up for one another and we could just exchange ideas, like, "Hey, this is what's working for me," or "What do you think of this?" Uh, but now I need to switch to more of like a podcast or a YouTube platform
0: because those darn lives go away after 24 hours. And it's a lot, right? Like, it's a lot. I I, cre- <laughs> I create a lot of stuff,
1: and <laughs> when,
0: I, when I saw you doing those nightly lives, I'm like. I can't keep up with that, that's, yeah, that I can't keep up much. with
1: it right now either
0: yeah but but what people are going to see they're going they're going to see those are your stories, and really what they're going to see is someone really trying to do what we just said, and that's facilitate the growth in others. so you went through these seasons in life, these watershed moments, whether it was uh, the, the 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 transition from a decade long relationship or the transition from unhealthy self to healthy self. What started shifting you into saying, okay, I'm seeing what this does for me. How can I gift this to others? Because in my opinion, when people follow you on social media, that's what they're going to get, a gift, right? They're going to get the gift of that spiritual encouragement that, um, you know, you're you're one that I, I follow a few people that do this. You love posting about uh, the process. Like I think the other day on one of your stories, you're like, I'm struggling with this project. I'm just going to go on a hike. And what was funny about that is that morning, my friend uh, Scott that offices with me, we were having the same conversation. It's like (laughs) today sucks. These projects aren't going anywhere. We're just going to go do something stupid and fun, right? And we forget the the health in that. And so – People are going to get that gift. So, what started um, the idea of you transitioning into kind of that platform of teaching and coaching and 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 uh, encouraging others?
1: Uh, well, I would say that those moments early on, like when I was living on Maui or when I was unemployed in Central Oregon, those moments of just feeling so alone and just feeling like so not good enough, and really not knowing who to talk to or how to reach out to people. Once I was able to get my feet on the ground and start walking this path and start practicing these things that worked for me, I didn't want for anyone else to ever feel like alone. And so I just know, like, if I share my story, and I share the things that work for me, I just want other people to be able to find them and maybe not feel not feel quite as down or quite as alone and like that's honestly all that it is is i just want other people to feel good like that's at my core i just want to help people feel good and it's not about me it's just about the lessons that i learn and being able to share them because it doesn't cost me anything to share them like these are things that i've learned and i just want other people to feel good
0: yes the heart of compassion right the heart of compassion. Yes.
1: <laughs> I have so much compassion. Like, <laughs> that's just, I, I know that we've talked about before. That's all that I am. I just want to share it with people. I just want people to feel good. And I want us to live in this this place of, like, love and supporting one another. And I've left a lot of the 3D world. I've left a lot of that in my past. And it's just how I choose to show up now is part of this fifth dimension this new way of being. And I want other people to feel it too, because once you go through the, I don't know if you want to call it like that awakening or just that realization, you want other people to experience the love too.
0: Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, First of all, thank you that I, I mean, obviously physically we can tell that means a lot to you, but just the the, the emotional. And I love the, I have to say, um, I've never I've never hosted guests like this. Um, you know, I've hosted a few guests before in studio, but last week, Miguel was my first one to do this, and you're my second. And what I found really interesting is even through the miracle of technology, there's still this connection that takes place, and um, I've had a few people comment on our episode last week about how, you know, Miguel talked a lot about being an entrepreneur and building You know, he's gone through a lot of phases where he had opportunities where he's kind of living his dream full time. And then he has to get away from it because of money, you know, (laughs) and different things. And you could kind of feel some of the frustration sometimes, but then you could feel the encouragement and the passion that he had. And I've had a few people comment, man, it's crazy that I can listen to a podcast or watch a video and go, yes, I get it. Like I'm there, right? And that's what people are going to feel from you and that moment is, um, yeah. The, and and I find it really interesting where I was going to go a second ago. You know, I, I grew up in an environment religiously that, uh, was out to set the world straight, I, I guess is the best way to, a lot of people have grown up in that religion, the people, if you're listening to us and you grew up in that environment, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Like it's our job to set the world straight. And what's crazy is most of those environments missed the boat. And Mm -hmm. the reason I say that is while trying to set the world straight, we missed the idea of actually uh, growth and maturity within ourselves. And through that growth and maturity and that human experience, we then receive the compassion that you just shared with us. You know, when you find yourselves in those moments of, darkness and loneliness, that's when you all of a sudden see, if I make it out of this, I'm going to do all I can to throw a lifeline to anyone that needs it. Because I don't want anyone else going through this. And so it's just interesting to grow up in an atmosphere that says we're out to change the world, yet misses the boat. And it's actually going through those seasons and moments of loneliness and darkness that we actually learn the idea of what it's like to love ourselves and then to extend that gift of love to others. That is beautiful. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. So the other interesting thing I find when I follow you uh, while following you on social media is you, you talk about things that are very foreign to me. Just mostly because they weren't within my realm of human experience up until maybe eight or ten years ago. <laughs> it's like, you know, I always tell people, I'm like the only frame of reference you have when you're 18, 19 years old is what you grew up with, and then mm-hmm. when you're in your mid to late 20s, the only human, ex- the only uh, frame of reference you have is what you've experienced in your early 20s. And so, um, you talk a lot about uh, the universe and about uh, alignment and about how. Uh, Actually, I guess the best way to put it is you actually talk a lot about ancient teachings that I think often many modern-day humans, especially in America, don't uh, expose themselves to. Does that make sense? Um, Tell me how you got into that. How did your spiritual walk and spiritual growth and personal growth take you into this idea of, okay, there's something going on in the universe that's much larger than me, but it all connects directly to me?
1: I would say that I have this gift of really feeling energy, like that's the best way that I can put it. I'm an empath. So I feel so much and all of a sudden I just started putting all this stuff together where I was like, wait, I'm sensing this different energy. I And I talk to a lot of people, like I'm a talker. I call my friends. I check in with people all the time. (laughs) Just I, I make a lot of phone calls. I make a lot of phone calls. So I have all these different light worker friends who live in these different places and I check in with them and there seems to be a certain theme like each week or like there's just like a theme about what people are experiencing, what they're feeling, what the energy is feeling like. Like I'll just flat out ask people, what does the energy feel like to you? And once I started to realize a lot of people are feeling the same energy around the same time. Well, obviously, I got really into astrology. I've been into astrology since I was like 11 years old, forever ago. Oh, wow. So astrology has been a big part of my learning. And then from there, I was like, well, it's not just about what the stars are doing. I'm like, there's like a certain energy out there. And I don't really get it. So that's where I just like go down the YouTube rabbit hole of like all different types of videos and stuff. Right. And Back in like April of this year, April 2018, I stumbled upon this gal on YouTube called Aluna Ash, and she gives these great energy updates. And so I find it to be very validating both when I study the astrological energy updates as well as the, I don't even know what you would call it, the other energy updates. It just helps me make sense of what I'm feeling because I feel things so deeply. Sometimes I don't understand why I'm feeling things. And then when I study the energy, it helps me to see, Oh, we're processing these Chiron things. Chiron is like our deep wounded self. Okay. That's why these things are coming to the surface right now. So I'm always just trying to figure out what is going on.
0: Right. Yes. Yes. That, that's very interesting. Um, Talk about an idea um, that we kind of discussed before, this whole human design idea.
1: Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I get super, super excited. How I explain to you guys about human design, astrology, and gene keys, because they're all interconnected. So astrology, in my mind, is like the bottom of this pyramid. Like everyone at least has an idea of what astrology is. Like there's the daily horoscopes in the newspaper. So astrology is this whole way that we can learn about ourselves, our connection to the universe and the universe. The next tier, the next level of understanding how I see it is called human design. So human design is a system that was brought to this planet. I think it was in the 80s, 1986, 87 at that time. And it was channeled through a gentleman named Ra. And what I love about human design, it's like a connection. It's like a culmination of astrology, the I Ching, The Kabbalah tree of life and maybe like one other thing I forget. Maybe you remember. (laughs) Um, And what I love about human design is it it goes on forever. You could spend your whole life learning about it. It helps you identify your way of showing up in the world, your best way of maneuvering your life and aligning yourself to your most true way of being. Uh, I love the gal Jenna Zoe. I follow her on Instagram and I purchase her different videos that she offers to help us learn about human. Go like find my human design chart into Google. You can look up your own human design chart for free and then you can start learning about your individual
0: chart. Can you give that website again? I think you froze for a second. Give that website again.
1: It's okay. I don't know if it's called like Jovian or something, but I just type into Google human design chart or like my human design chart and you'll get within the first three URLs something that will come up. Gotcha. Yeah. And then there's this third thing that I've been learning that's super fascinating. It's called the gene keys, okay. G-E-N-E, like our DNA. And this is a book, I think Richard Rudd, I believe that's his name. He wrote this book, and the gene keys is of the notion that our entire destiny is pre-designed within our actual DNA makeup, and it's a similar thing as astrology and the, the gene keys, like you type in your birthday and birth information, and then you have these different paths that you take through the gene keys in which you dive into your soul and what you're meant to learn what you're meant to overcome. And so that one's even more heady than human design or astrology. So I'll read like one little section of the book at nighttime and kind of fall asleep. Then done
0: with it, right? Reading it.
1: <laughs> right. And I'm done with it. But it always like hits the nail on the head. Like I'm reading through my romance path right now and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was supposed to learn that lesson. Like this is crazy. And <laughs> It's just fascinating. Right. I love learning about these things because they help me understand myself better to where I can show up in the world as an even greater version of my soul. Like my, my soul's best expression is, is how I put uh, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. And um, for those of us that, for those that may be listening, some of our listeners or viewers, if you're mm-hmm. new to the idea of astrology or you hear phrases like human design or gene coding or gene keys and it freaks you out a little bit um because we may have some of our listeners that uh that they may be kind of going what the what is this you know because it's new to some people you know some people just have a yeah they have a cultural reference and a cultural map that did not include things that like these things are happening. They're universal truths. But if we're not, if we don't know about them, if we're ignorant to them, and it's very foreign to us, even though they're still happening, it's foreign to us. But what I have learned in life as well is a lot of times people from different belief systems or cultures believe in the same thing you're talking about. It's just packaged differently. It's almost yeah, like,
1: exactly.
0: I like to frame it this way. You could take you and I could give the same exact Christmas gift to someone, put it in a different mm-hmm. size box and different type wrapping paper. And from the outside, it looks very different. But on the inside, it's the same. And so if you're listening yeah. to us or watching us and you're like, what is, I don't get all this. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay.
1: I didn't get it either. We That's still don't get it
0: me. all, right? We still don't get it all. That's why we're students. But yeah, but what I kind of want to say is just because something is different, doesn't make it good or bad. It just makes it mm-hmm. what it is. And it's okay to dig into something that you, that you, that may be foreign to you. It's kind of like going to a restaurant for the first time. You're like, I've never tried Thai food. Well, at some point you might want to try Thai food because you may fall in love with it. Or it may reveal to you that you don't like Thai food, but you don't know until you actually go have Thai food. Right. And so um, so yeah, I just, I know, I know specifically we have a few listeners that may kind of go, I, she said astrology, she said astrology, you know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. So I just want to say it's okay. It's okay. It's good stuff. It's good stuff.
1: And what's so awesome is like, we all get a chance to, to research and to learn from different people. Like there's so many different people out there who study astrology. You might resonate really well with one and not so much another. There's this guy I've been listening to on YouTube for years. His name is Kaipacha. He does the Pele Report. And every week he gives this weekly update on what's going on. Well, I just love him. I just adore him. But somebody who's new to watching him, they might not like that specific person who is who's messaging us. Right. So you just have to find whoever resonates with
0: you. Did you say the Payway report? Like the like the The Pele. Like the place to eat, Payway?
1: No, Pele. P E L
0: E. Pele report. I got you I thought maybe Pele meant something besides good food.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, like (laughs) Pele like the Hawaiian uh uh, the Hawaiian goddess, Pele.
0: Okay, so I want to say a few things. You mentioned, uh, we Mm -hmm. talked about human design. So if people really want to dig into that a little bit more, just Google human design and you'll find all kinds of resources. Um, You Mm -hmm. mentioned someone on YouTube, Aluna Ash. And so uh, if people want to go check her out, um, Jenna Zoe, you can find her on Instagram. uh, And I do follow her. Yeah, she gives
1: great content. I love her stuff.
0: and there was something, oh, Gene uh, Keys, that's a book or is that a website? Yeah, it's a book. It's a book. Gene
1: okay. Keys, they do both a website. You can learn from the website or the book. I bought, I think it's like $25. I bought the book on Amazon. It's like that thick. And I just read the book, but I think you can take courses on the website as well. Oh, wow.
0: That would be nice. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to tie something in, uh, something else in real quick, because we've talked about your entrepreneurial spirit and your business um, Mind, we've talked about your spiritual and personal growth side. So this week, and as you know, because you have followed us for a while, we have kind of a weekly um, target that we kind of that kind of drives all of our content. And this week, we're talking about the power of strategy. So, how would you mm-hmm. say, as a business person, how how does um, how do you connect? We mentioned ever a while ago that everything is connected. Um, mm-hmm. How do you connect this whole idea of The universe is there to provide for you and teach you things and help you understand yourself better. And we learn that through avenues like human design and various teachers. How do you connect all of that with Kylie Johnson, the graphic designer, the digital brander? Like, I know those aren't separate and apart. Explain to people what that looks like for you. And the reason I say that is, uh, much like you and I have experienced, there are many others out there who go to the day job, right? And then they go home at night and they wish, oh, I wish I could do something more with my life. And I I believe one of the first steps in doing something more is actually connecting what reason and how that day job or those other interests are connected. What does that look like for you?
1: Thank you so much for asking, (laughs) because they do feel, even in my mind, they feel like two separate entities. But as I've learned, they are very much internet intertwined with one another. The first would be when I'm working with clients, I have a very strong intuitive sense. And my intuition is something that I have honed and practiced with my spiritual practice and just just showing up as myself in the world. So when I'm working with clients, I would say probably four times out of five. I can just intuitively know what they want without them needing to verbalize it or send me a ton of emails about it. It's almost like if I ask my design client, hey, can I just take a stab at it? Four times out of five, I'm already going to know what they want. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. That's part of it. Um, another part would be just recognizing the importance of having a routine. Mm. I know we touched on strategy. And for me, my morning routine sets me up for the day. So no matter what I have going on, no matter how early I'm starting that day, I need to practice my gratitude, which I think of three things I'm grateful for before I let myself open my eyes in the morning. That's the first thing. I go straight to my meditation mat and I do my kundalini yoga meditation in the morning. And then I go into the kitchen and I have my celery juice. I'm on this celery juice kick. It's wonderful. Uh, medical medium is all about celery juice. <laughs> right. And then I have I have my bulletproof coffee. I kind of spend a little time journaling. And then I go right into work. I hop on Instagram. I hop onto email. I start writing my to-do list. And like you, every single day, I have a handwritten tangible list that goes everywhere with me. And I find that by utilizing my my notebook and my list, Stuff gets done.
0: Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So I am going to ask you a question that people – in fact, I was in a meeting yesterday, and there was about uh, eight or ten of us. And six of the eight asked me what tool I was using because I always carry my my planner slash uh, journal with me. Um, So Mm -hmm. I always have people ask me, what is that? Where did you get it? How do you use it? I'm going to ask you that question. What, for those out there that are kind of trying, it's a new, it's, you know, we're ending 2018, we're moving into 2019. Um, people have kind of been uh, culturally prepared to say New Year's resolutions, et cetera, et cetera. So if someone's saying, I want to try and do that going into 2019, I want to journal more, I want to have a better daily strategy. Do you have a tool that you would suggest? I have about 15 of them, but I'm going to let you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: I would say that my kundalini yoga has been one of the most beneficial, life-changing tools. It's a technology that I've utilized. And what I love about kundalini yoga is that there is a kriya or a Routine for any block that you're having, any mental block, emotional ah. block, physical block, whatever. So, my Kundalini yoga is a very important technological tool that I utilize. And then also, this whole ability, I would say, like just being able to bounce back, just mm. no matter what, reframing it in your mind like, oh, shoot, that client didn't like that. Okay, great. This is just an opportunity for me to, to, to to like design even more, or like to come up with even more ideas, like just the ability to take whatever life throws at you and figure and like just keep going like that's a real tool to yes. utilize
0: yes yeah, um so many times I talk to people who they have this idea and this dream and and maybe this uh what we could call better self that they want to step into, mm-hmm. but it's almost they're like, but what if it doesn't work out and um uh, to reference another show that we did about a month ago, The Power of What If, like those two mm-hmm. little words can drastically change everything. It's like, okay, I want to try that style of yoga. But what if I can't wake up in the morning? But what if you do? Like, yeah. uh, you know, it's like all this mindset <laughs> stuff. And I always tell people, the people that are like the what-if doubters, like the negative Nelly type of deals <laughs> that are always like, oh, it's never mm-hmm. going to work. It's like, but what if it does work? Yeah. Um, Yesterday I was watching, uh, uh, and a lot of people that follow us uh, also follow Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. And um, Gary V has a very different approach um, than either you or I, but it's it's a very powerful message. And yesterday his big topic was um, basically you have nothing to lose. Like you have nothing to lose if you decide to get up and start trying that tool um in the morning you have nothing to lose if you start trying to journal more you have nothing to lose if you go take those classes if you decide to google human design and study more about who you are you have absolutely nothing to lose but for some reason we get all these triggers of self-doubt that say oh i could never do that i don't know if you could or couldn't you haven't tried
1: well also i'm a big believer like you have to at least be interested in it Mm -hmm. like when it comes to exercise i like to find a lot of physical either exercise or food analogies because we can all relate to them exercise if you hate going to yoga class but you know you need to exercise and you love hiking just do more hiking (laughs) it's not that hard like i i love to weight train i love to lift weights so guess what i lift weights yes I don't go to spin class. I go lift weights. It's not a big deal. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't make it harder than it has to be. Just focus on what's interesting. I love kundalini yoga. I'm not as much into like a hatha or vinyasa yoga. Guess what? I do kundalini yoga.
0: Yeah, it's almost like I wish we would do more of what we love and less of what we don't like. Exactly. And that totally shifts everything that we're doing. I I, I think sometimes we undervalue investing more time and doing what we love and yes. how that that will literally reshape almost everything in our lives. So we'll be a, a, a better person, a happier person. Um, we'll like ourselves better and other people will like us better. <laughs> like it just changes the whole game. And so, yeah, there's something to that for sure. You said something a while ago that I really love. Um, I think you were mentioning human design. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's your way of showing up in the world. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you, your way of showing up in the world?
1: So I'm a big fan of authenticity. Mm. I'm a big believer that if you don't try to put on a certain mask or a per- certain persona that you think people want from you, if you just show up as yourself, you are are going to resonate with people so much more. You're going to resonate with the right people, the right people for you and your soul's journey. If you try to be a certain way, you're a going to come across as inauthentic and b the wrong people are going to be circling around you. So what human design does is it almost gives you permission to just be you. And I think that that is what all of us are dying to do, is just to be ourselves, just to be accepted as who we are, just to be loved for who we are. And if you can show up as your authentic self and really honor that and love that, you set the example for other people to do that. You give other people permission to be their authentic self by you showing up as your authentic self.
0: Do you think that's related to... Um, the idea of seeking approval?
1: Yeah, because we are our own key. Hmm. We are the one who should be approving of ourself. If we're constantly seeking others' approval, we're seeking validation from other people, we're never going to be fully fulfilled until you can be like, screw it. I don't Uh, care what anyone else thinks. I don't care if anyone thinks I'm crazy. This is who I am. This is what excites me. This is what I'm here to do. Oh my gosh, people are so drawn to that. I remember years ago being embarrassed to like share this, this like, I'm I'm a light worker. And so I used to be embarrassed to like use that term or to share these light worker ways. And then all of a sudden I was like, well, that's not helping anyone. Like if I keep this dark, if I keep this part of myself hidden, that's not helping anyone else. So I just show up every day as myself. And, you know, sometimes people don't get it and it's totally fine. They're not there yet. Maybe they won't be. But I'm myself. And there's something that's so freeing about just be yourself.
0: Yeah, isn't it, isn't it, and isn't it interesting that, in my experience, I found that creative spirits seem to be the ones that struggle with that a lot, and 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 I think that's tied into when we create something and we give it back to the world. There's always that that chance of rejection. Like yeah, it's just the way it works, and so. It's almost like, because I remember going through that as well. And and honestly, I still struggle with that sometimes. Sometimes I come up with something and I'm like, nah, that'll never work. And I'm like, well, I don't know if it'll work until I try it. But I remember being a kid and probably, uh, well, not probably, for sure, the first creative art that I stepped into was music. And I remember being eight or nine years old and we would be at my grandparents' house and my parents would say, hey, you should sing us that song or somebody would come over and my grandma would say, oh, Mitch can sing, you know, Mitchell can sing me that song. And I'd be like, nope. I don't know how to sing anything. And then what was funny is, is as I began actually stepping into that, then the next step was, okay, I'll sing it for you, but I'm going to go stand in the kitchen where nobody can look at me, right? It's like, so I'll be myself as long as you don't watch. <laughs> but what's crazy mm-hmm. is, we carry that with us into adulthood. And, mm-hmm. you know, the one thing that we always tried to teach our kids was whatever your dream is, whatever your passion is, step fully into that. In other words, step fully into being yourself. And if you can find that in your youth, then you're much more apt to carry those healthy benefits into adulthood. Because it is difficult as an adult, it's difficult to let go. It's almost like we're carrying this backpack of everything we've ever learned or experienced. And Mm -hmm. then as we grow, it's like, oh, my gosh, you mean I have to set the backpack down and take out all the stuff I learned? (laughs) (laughs) And the answer is yes. If you're going to grow at some point, you have to take out those stones and those burdens of maybe the negative relationships or the negative experiences. But that – that's that is really amazing and as you're saying about being your authentic self i'm kind of going through the inventory in my mind of the people that i hang out with who i know are Mm -hmm. always their authentic self and they are they're either the ones i respect the most or the ones i love being around the most or both you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so that's an inner it's it's a very magnetic um way of being does that make sense
1: yeah, and as an individual, when you're around someone who's authentically themselves, you almost feel more accepted by that person uh-huh. because you know that that person accepts themselves. Therefore, they're going to accept you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Wow, mm-hmm. you're dropping some wisdom today. I love it. <laughs> yes, dropping some wisdom.
1: Thank you for offering me a conversation Uh, where we can share.
0: Yes. Yes, yes. Um, God, we've gone a long time. (laughs) I didn't even realize how long we had gone, so I looked (laughs) up at the timer here. Um, I do want to say, my friends who are listening and watching, uh, I do apologize. There have been some moments that I know our video and our audio is frozen. That is, again, the miracle of technology. Uh, it works most of the time and sometimes it doesn't, but, uh, I do want to say, Kylie, do you have anything else, um, that you would like to share before we start wrapping things up?
1: Uh, well, mostly just that I'm grateful for you and for you pursuing your interests and your passion, because I think it's amazing and you encourage other people to do the same. So that's awesome. And, I'm so grateful that we just get to be two like-minded individuals who are choosing to show up online and in the world. And it's just a journey. Like, none of us have it all figured out yet. I don't have it figured out. I'm still learning. Right. And there's nothing wrong. Like, we're just a work in progress. I always say, like, this is not a dress rehearsal. Your life is not a dress rehearsal. Like, this is the show. Yep. So keep putting off whatever it is that you're interested in because Those things that you're interested in, they mean something. Those are breadcrumbs towards you becoming your most authentic, vibrant self.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for saying that. Um, I love the idea that we're all just learning. And I really connect with that because um, I come from a profession that I spent quite a few years in, um, which was the preaching pastoring profession. And that profession is one that says you have all the answers and you know everything, and it's now your responsibility to teach everyone else. And it's a beautiful thing for me to be where I am now where it's like I don't know a whole lot. I know what I know, and that's it. Sorry. (laughs) And I always tell friends, I'm like, if I was ever to step in front of a church again and preach per se, that's probably the first thing I would say is I have no idea. Let's just talk and see yes. what happens. So. Yes,
1: we're all just humans. Yep. That's all we are. We're all just humans. No matter what our title is, no matter what our job is, no matter what, we're just humans.
0: Yes, and that is a beautiful thing. A beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, well, thank you for coming on uh, as my second guest on the Mitch Gray Show. I love this. Thank you. Um, it's so fun. It is. It's a blast. And we will do this again, I promise. Um, I would love to have you, you on uh, on a semi-regular basis because I think you have a lot of knowledge to share. Um, and you're just fun to have on. You're not – there's something I, – I have a goal, okay? So I'm slowly yeah. building – and I know you have the same thing. I, I, I'm slowly building this online community of uh, brothers and sisters and friends and all these people that I've never met in real life. And the other day it hit me. I'm yeah. like, how cool would it be to have like an event where all of us that have never met in real life like show up at this place and actually meet? Yeah. Like, that would yes, it would be awesome. Yes. And, it'd be um, so awesome. One day, one day, that's going to happen, and there's going to be like a hundred of us, and it's going to be one huge yes. awesome party. Yep,
1: or um, a thousand. There
0: could a be a thousand,
1: or ten thousand. <laughs> we don't know.
0: Or four. Who cares? <laughs> it's going to be awesome either way. Um, my friends, please go follow Kylie Johnson at Kylie Johnson. K I L E E. Uh, j-o-h-n-o-n-s-o-n uh that's on instagram are you on facebook as well i don't follow you there no. not really i try I, not to go on facebook yeah i tried a few about a year ago to get away from facebook totally but i had way too many people that that's their platform so i had to stay um, yeah but IG's where it's at in my opinion right now in this day and time so follow uh kylie on instagram kylie johnson also visit her website kyliejohnson.com if you're you're in need of uh you know, some logo design, some website design. I know I have a lot of entrepreneurial friends out there that are listening. Um, Kylie is very good. I've used her uh, graphic services very recently, actually. Um, and she does a great job. She's easy to work with, has a lot of ideas, and she has a lot of her uh, sample work on her website, as any good designer does, um, mm-hmm. have sample work on your website. So go check her out. Please use her services if you're in need of that. Um, yeah, so Kylie, if you'll hang on uh, for a second, don't hang up on me. I'm going to finish the live version, and then you and I will connect a little bit more after. Um, so, yeah, everyone follow me on social media, Mgray Media. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, The Mitch Gray Show, and follow us on YouTube, Mitch Gray. You can subscribe to that channel as well. Um, be sure to check out the music. We've got some new music coming. In fact, I'm dropping a new single in the next week or two. Um, so make sure you, uh, you check us out on iTunes, uh, iHeart, Pandora, Spotify, wherever you listen to music. And brothers and sisters, I hope you have a great holiday season if I don't talk to you before. May your life be filled with love, peace, compassion. And uh, if you are someone who is out there right now and unfortunately don't have someone to be with this holiday season, please connect with us so that we can encourage and inspire you I know for a lot of people, this is a difficult time of year for various reasons. So we pray blessings and peace and hope on you and your life as well. Thanks again for listening to The Mitch Grace Show. Kylie, stay on the line. Brothers and sisters, I will talk to you later. Have a great day.